0: Hey, fellas, welcome to the Second Monday podcast with Gordon, Joe, and Elliot as we continue the men's ministry of West End Presbyterian Church, pointing men to Jesus and teaching and applying the truth of the gospel to our lives.
1: Gordon, meet Cam. Cam, Gordon. Cam.
2: Hello.
1: How are you, man? Good, how are you? Good. Gordon, Gordon, Cam is a former leader at Mills Godwin high school and so are you
2: that's awesome yep
0: cool deal so you were uh wait so you were on staff at um at Godwin with Young Life
2: no just a volunteer leader okay how long ago was that um I've been doing it for the past four years and then just uh stepped down in May and then now on committee with Elliot. awesome (laughs) cool deal I'm fantastic so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no, it's fun. I'm glad uh, you know Joe is on vacation.
1: Cam, you might be a new a permanent replacement, brother. That's right. <laughs> You've got to bring oh, the dude. same knowledge and information as Joe Brown. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Those are big shoes to fill. I know.
0: I know. I, I felt uh limited in my ability in and trying to come up with this week's uh, study for James. So, yeah.
1: Uh, what well, what's so funny too is <laughs> what's so funny about it is it's a lot of the same stuff
0: we talked about last week. It is, it is similar. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So Cam, you brought, driving the point home? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So
2: Cam, how long have you been at Weston Press? Um, I moved to Richmond in May of 2016, and have pretty much been coming to Westin Press ever since. Okay. Um. My wife and I were not members yet. We were hoping to become members this spring, but COVID happened. Yeah. So yeah. I got put on hold. But yeah. So pretty much for the past
0: 4 years. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. the, the church has grown so much. It's it's so easy to like not know people. And of course, with everything going on now, it's even harder, but um right. well, We're glad to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks for being on here and um trying to fill uh Joe's shoes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, do what do you too. have
0: for us? You were going to lead today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure thing. that's rookie hazing. That's right. I like it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well. So, uh, how's everybody doing?
1: Yeah, good. Just uh, scrambling around trying to make it happen, but but all, all's good and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Ray,
0: talk a little, little uh, James today. There you go. All right. I'm a little wiped out. I'm tired. Are you? Yeah. What have you been up to, buddy? Just well, I don't know. You know, it's just (laughs) it's Groundhog Day every day. It's like every day is the same day. It drives me crazy. Uh, Yeah, I'm just like I don't know. Have you heard? uh, There's a term floating around now called doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. I have not heard that term. And that is like just basically when you're scrolling through your news feed, like it's all doom and gloom. It's just like there's no – like literally no good news. And there was literally mm. no good news this morning. I was like flipping through all the the news stuff and like nothing good. So I'm glad to be going through the good news of the gospel this morning with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, Well, here's good news for
1: you. This guy, Cam Hamden, he is the best long snapper you've never heard of. <laughs> Virginia Tech graduate and excited to be here, so that's good news. Hey, VT. To talk to James with us.
0: All right, Hokies. And my daughter goes to Tech. Sorry. My daughter just started going to Tech last year, <clears throat> so she's headed back in that's August.
2: <clears throat> she is going to actually go back.
0: Yeah, they're – Are they, they yep. opening up campus and everything? Yeah, they're bringing everybody back. Um, they've got all kinds of rules and stuff in place. There's a great song in there somewhere.
1: Back in Blacksburg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're the musical guy. You could you could pull something off. Oh, of uh, there's so. a good edit here. There's a good edit here yeah. for me now. So, all right. Well, so let's uh let's dive into James, shall we? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll read
1: it today. All right, go for it. All right. All right. Uh, James 2, 20 through 26. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is, un- is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works, and the scripture was fulfilled
0: so James, uh, James, James is hitting home the point again about works and faith. Um, and as we said earlier in last week's episode, we were, you know, looking at uh, how James was emphasizing uh, the authenticity of somebody's faith—a um, mere profession of belief, even if it's, say, you know, by the book, sincere. Um, James' perspective is that's not enough. Real saving faith involves a kind of a domino effect um, of a vital relationship with Christ whose transformation of our lives overflows into our actions. So we're getting into the argument here again, um, but the verses happen to be, you know, this is definitely the more controversial part of the book. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of people reject James because of this statement. Justified by works and not by faith alone. So, what is going on here? We know in Romans, Paul says that we are justified by faith. That's Romans uh, three thirty. So, mm-hmm. how can James, how can James say this? Like, how can he put this out there?
2: So, yeah. I feel like, go ahead. I'll, go ahead, Elliot. No, you go ahead, but I feel like he's talking. Well, one, I, mean, I feel pretty confident he's talking to a different audience than Paul was. Um, you know, looking back in chapter 1, verse 1, it says he's talking to the 12 tribes and the dispersion. Um, so he's talking to primarily, James is pro- talking primarily to a Jewish audience, whereas Paul talked to both Gentiles and Jews. And so I feel like the message is just a little bit different. Paul is sort of talking about more, um, I-, I guess, legalism of not getting, not, thinking that your works can earn you favor and grace of God. And and that's not how we attain salvation. Whereas James is more so talking about, you know, like you all talked about last week, you know, if you are in Christ and you have the Holy spirit, he's going to prompt you to be doing and acting in a different kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, like, you know, it says that, the twelve tribes, the Jews, and the dispersion. I don't really understand the full context of that, but it sounds like Jews that are living in a gentile in, in a gentile world. Jews that you know aren't living in a world where everyone believes in God and is living for God. So how do, how are they supposed to act in light of that yeah. and live in light of that? Right. And that kind of
1: prompts us to think about us today, right? Clearly, we don't live in a only Christian nation. Um, so, how is how are we as believers um, supposed to um, act as well? So, that's probably a good correlation of how they were, the Gentiles were amongst the, I mean, I'm sorry, the Jewish people were amongst the Gentile world, and now we're Christians amongst amongst a world that's not doesn't have the same Christian worldview we all do. So, that's probably a good thing to think through.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What are we supposed to do uh, with James mm-hmm. saying that faith needs works in in order to save?
1: It, it's so funny. Like, needs is such a such a hard word. When you say needs, it's, it's a hard word to think about. But like, out of I can't already brought this up. But out of out of God changing your heart and the Holy Spirit changing you, it feels as if. You can't but help but be compelled to do works that would glorify and honor our Lord Jesus Christ, and so that's the hard part. When people are like, "You don't need works at all; you just need faith," it's a little challenging to hear that. Now, do I do great works all the time? Sure, no, I I certainly don't don't don't, but I do have faith in the Lord. Um, but it does when the Holy Spirit you know, moves in my life and my heart, I'm compelled to love my brothers and sisters for Christ and do kind, gracious things that point towards Jesus. And so I know I'm rambling here, but it's just, it feels like there's two things are literally working in conjunction together and they can't really be without one another. Like, Hmm. works with no faith, you know, is whatever. And then faith with no works, obviously, they just don't work. They're, They're almost synonyms. I mean, they're not, but they are. They have to work in conjunction in this, in this, in this instance.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it's very much so not that faith plus works is is sort of the equation, but it's more so that faith leads and works follow. Um, yeah. Basically everything that you just said, Elliot. And uh, you know, you guys mentioned it last week too, of even when, you know, we're not necessarily compelled to, you know, obey Christ or or do things that maybe we, we should do to honor him, it does help us be reminded of what's true and um yeah. Yeah. I agree with everything you said, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the the
0: um the verse that we're kinda of going through it's it's relatively short in, in relationship to some of the other ones that we've looked at, but he kind right. of packs in so much. I mean in, in terms of um works and faith and then he kind of like goes back to the old testament and starts talking about abraham and rahab as two examples of this and so and and if you want to if folks want to go back they can. i won't read the whole thing but uh hebrews uh chapter 11 17 through 19 and verse 31 um sort of adds a lot of light um to what james is sort of getting to but the question is you know when he talks about Abraham, he said, "Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness." And he was called a friend of God. Um, so, would Abraham's faith have been credited to him as righteousness if he hadn't performed works of faith? It's a great. It's a great question. Stumped you? I, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know that it would have. I, I, I We talked about it last week, and it's it's it goes into Hebrews where it's where. And Joe and I were talking about this last week, and and how Abraham has had faith that he was willing to take his son and put him on the altar, and and honestly, he had faith that even God could raise his son from the dead if 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 He called him to to, to sacrifice him, and and so, I mean, that's unbelievable faith, and I, that compelled him to do the work of putting his son on the altar, and you know. Being able to sacrifice, or being willing to sacrifice him, so you know I, um, I I don't know that it would have been faith would have been credited to him because I don't know that he would have had faith in our Lord if he wasn't willing to sacrifice his son, yeah, and believe that God had a bigger plan and a bigger mission, and God could raise his son from the dead if he if that's what his plan was, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah yeah it's it's also tricky because i'm pretty sure and i haven't really unpacked this too much but i'm like where it says abraham's faith has been have has been credited to him as righteousness like that happened years before he even was willing to sacrifice isaac Mm -hmm. so it's like it's interesting that he is quoting from two totally separate sections um but again, like we already and, and like what Elliot said, it was his faith that made him obedient. So it's it's kind of like one and the same. It's hard to really separate um, those two things.
0: And uh, and on the flip side of that, the same coin, you know, he chooses to talk about Rahab. Um, and and I I thought this was a little interesting because so James is also very concerned about. Uh and, and I think we saw this in the very first chapter, you know, he talks and he talks about keeping himself from the pollution of the world, you know, like um walking away from that kind of you know, walking in the light. But he then uses a prostitute, Rahab, as an example of faith. And if Rahab had not helped those spies, and this is back in uh the book of Joshua, would she have had genuine faith in Israel's God? Because she wasn't she wasn't even uh, right. She wasn't an Israelite. She wasn't Jewish. Nope. So uh, an entirely different okay. dynamic going on here compared to
2: Abraham. Yeah, I like that he used her because it's like this this contrast of you have this like you have Abraham, this patriarch, this you know father of the faith, and then you have this Gentile prostitute, right? And just just the idea that. Um, you know, if, if again, if this, if James is speaking to a Jewish audience, then he's saying not only is this gospel for Gentiles as well, but if even Gentiles are able to have a faith that compels them to move in a way that's honoring to God, like, in a Amen. broken world, like, so can, so can we, so can you. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really love that he used Rahab here, right?
0: Yeah, and it's interesting I think too in thinking about Rahab because like there was a, there was a very clear and very defined action that she took in faith um, to help those spies. There was a hope, there was a risk involved. There was no just sort of like yeah, sure, I believe I believe in your God. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a I mean, it's, it's
1: great risk on her part, obviously. I mean, clearly, she was not uh, high in the society. So had she been found doing something improper, like hide these spies, they easily would have gotten rid of her and it wouldn't have thought twice about it. And I love the fact that, to, to Cam's point, just how, how God just in so many ways shows that he is not just for the, the almighty the up here, you know, the people who are deemed the, the chosen, if you will, he, he is for um, all kinds of people, right? He uses so many different types of people to um, spread his gospel throughout the whole entire Bible. I mean, he uses prostitutes, he uses people really low on the totem pole in social societies. I mean, it's, it's clearly that he is trying to make a point that, that God is in relationship with all kinds of people and wants to be in relationship with all kinds of people not just people who are high in society or not just people who are low in society he wants to love all people Mm -hmm. that's a that's just a great reminder for us too just in general is we've talked about this a little bit throughout the podcast of, of showing favoritism to people who are you know abraham oh if you saw abraham you'd want to go up and shake his hand and meet him and oh my gosh i mean what a sacrifice you you put there you put your son on the altar and can I get your autograph and, you know, can you sign my dagger? Now, I mean, just being funny, but like, you know, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go over to, you know, at the, uh, at the festival, if it was all the greats of the Bible, you probably wouldn't go ahead over to Rahab and like want to stitch you out with her, mm-hmm. you know, she'd be low on the totem pole, but that's not how God sees her and that's not how God sees like all of his people. We're all creating his image. It's a good reminder for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And and what an interesting – that's great that you mentioned that because that's such a great connection to some of the other parts of James that we've studied about partiality and favoritism. And that, I mean, really, James is sort of in line – well, he's very much in line with Paul as it relates to faith, right? Because God does not make any kind of uh, – he doesn't say the gospel is just for these people and, and you're not. Like, it, it, it's across the board. And,
1: and- – if he is who we think he is, and he's actually Jesus' brother, I mean, no one's got more, like, cachet than he does, right? right. Like, he's probably like, I mean, I'm Jesus' brother, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So for him to, to speak highly of someone who would be much lower on the totem pole, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he could pull rank, right? He could easily pull some rank. <laughs> but he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. Um, yeah. Such humility in that. Yep. Yeah. So James, uh, I, I think it's interesting too because uh, I don't think he's used this word or this sort of sense uh, in in the uh, in the scripture up to this point. But James seems to add an additional sort of ingredient into this discussion about faith uh, and works, and the it's the you know it's the word justified, um, hmm. which can you know you can also translate as declared righteous or set right. So. You know, considering justified and what that means, how does, how do you think that fits into um, these Old Testament examples of Abraham and Rahab? Cam, you're up.
2: <laughs> um, man, I, I feel like it's, it's still, you know, the same point that, you know, you guys made last week and we've been talking about today of just, really authentic faith will produce fruit of the spirit. Like if we have, if we have the Holy spirit in us and you know, we're not resisting him and, and you know, we're, we're being led by him, then we're going to have fruit in our life that is going to, yeah, it's going to lead to works. It's going to, it's going to be works. It's going to be obedience. And, um, yeah, I just feel like again, it's it's hitting that point at home. hmm hmm Elliot, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to read
1: something because I, I will I'll butcher it if I don't. Um, someone wrote the the lesson from Abraham is clear. If we believe in God, we will do what He tells us to do. The lesson for Rahab is also clear. If we believe in God, we will help His people even when it costs us something. And um, I just thought that was an interesting point of like costing us something like because I, I, I a lot of times I think like, you know, people say like all the time, like, I I don't want to I don't want to be a Christian or especially like in high school or college because I want to I want to party like, you know, I'll become a Christian like when I'm like or I'll start following the Lord when I'm like 30, you know, and I've got like a wife and a kid and things like that. I can, you know, calm down life or whatever. And it's so funny because I think that they're missing the point and they're missing the mark of the whole thing. And, and they're, they're missing the fruit that comes from having real faith and the fruit that comes from, um, you know, what what is spurred out of our life because of belief in Christ and the, mm-hmm. the, the fun things we get to do inside God's box. And, you know, all that was created for us, I think they're missing that mark. And I think that's, it's interesting. Um, and I'll go, I'm going off a little bit of a tangent here, but I just thought that was an interesting point. You know, it's, it's just a very clear lesson that, that these guys to follow Christ is going to cost something. Potentially could cost them their lives for Rahab. It could have cost her a life for Abraham. Obviously we would have cost him his son, mm-hmm. but out of real faith from those guys or, and girls um, they followed the call of the Lord and, that um, was counted as true righteousness to them
0: yeah uh what is it um dietrich yeah. Bonhoeffer right uh cheap grace that you know uh to follow Christ is costly it 's gonna cost it costs you everything and uh, what jesus jesus talked about picking up your cross and following him, take up your cross and and it's it 's a nat- i think it's it's sort of like it's just a natural way of Christian life that we wrestle you guys there uh-oh <laughs> and I lost the zoom <clears throat> come on sign up online oh there you are there we go
1: cool I'll do that Gordon you were getting ready to like you were Gordon ready to drop some Gordon uh,
0: Gordon Bonhoeffer Dietrich <laughs> <Teacher> Bonhoeffer <laughs> 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 yeah um <laughs> that was weird it's like you guys just like dropped off and then I tried logging back in it was like the Google IP server can't be found and huh. weird internet stuff um no I was just <laughs> saying like um yeah, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, "The Cost of Discipleship," amazing book, like one of my favorites. Um, and I'm reminded it's on my shelf. I probably should read that again. Fantastic book, and it just talks about the very fact that like the Christian life um, is costly. It's it will cost yeah. you something, and I, that's very easy to forget. It, and it, because I, I think, um, and we I was we were with uh, some folks last night talking about lament and um, the the book that the church is going through right now. And we were just talking about where we put our hope most of the time, and I think I put my hope in a lot of comfort. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I look for things to be as comfortable as I possibly can, and then when things go awry, when a global pandemic hits, or the economy goes south, or um, you know a family life is uh, off the rails for whatever reason... Um, hope, you know, my hope uh, is sort of like the last, last ditch effort typically, right? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm typically trying to grab hold of something uh, in order to solve the problem. I'm putting my hope in a person or a thing or something else um, as opposed to uh, putting my faith and my hope in God. I'm kind of off topic about works and faith, but I think it all sort of plays in together, honestly. Sure. Um, because your faith, uh, you know, you reap you reap what you sow and i think when you follow christ um, you cannot not live a faithful life does that make sense i mean sure people can mess up and sin against the lord and but i think if you're a true believer you will uh, you will repent there will be a uh, there there will be a, a lifestyle of repentance and an acceptance of um, grace in the lord well, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? If you are a true believer, you will sin, no doubt.
1: But you have to have a life of repentance to ask God for forgiveness. And I think that's what he's looking for. We aren't going to be perfect. There's no one that can't be perfect. except Jesus Christ. But there is a sense of a lifestyle of repentance of saying, God, I've messed up. Would you, would you take this from me and heal me and change me and make me new and new each and every day? I think that's the difference between someone with genuine faith, and someone who does not have that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Um, well, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head uh, as far as that, <laughs> as far as this goes. Yeah. That that pretty much answers the last question I had. So, uh, so last question, um, what gospel wisdom is God revealing to you through this
2: text? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say for me, um, just looking both at, well, I'll just say this, uh, how does my life look different from the people in my life who don't have faith in Jesus? Um, you know, does it, does it really look different? Um, or is my faith something that I'm sort of just keeping to myself and not, not sharing? And then Similarly, like learning the lesson from Rahab of, okay, where am I taking risks? Where am I being led by the spirit to take risks for the sake of the gospel? So it was very convicting to think through that this week. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: Kim, and that's such a good point too of like, we, we just, I'm belaboring a point that I made earlier, but like this whole idea of like, it costs something, it costs something to follow Jesus, right? Like, you know, she didn't. She obviously, it could have cost her her life had she even found out that she had helped the spies, you know? And so, but she had so much faith that like, but this is the God, this is the God of Israel, but this is, this is the God of the universe and I need to help these guys. Um, so it's just pretty cool. And I've just been thinking through, um, there's another thing I read and I'm once again, I'm just going to read because I will butcher, but it says uh, we can think of an apple tree where is the life of the tree? It is not. It is in the root and underneath the bark of the tree in the trunk. The life is not in the apples. The fruit is displayed in season. But if the tree is alive, it will produce apples in season. And so I think I'm just thinking through some of what Cam's thinking through, but like I'm just thinking through, um, obviously I believe in Jesus. I have faith in Christ. But man, are my actions really... Are they pointing people towards what's true? Am I am I taking risks and 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 living as if the gospel has changed me, or am I just sort of like going through my day trying to be a good good person, whatever that may look like, and like ethically do things kind of right? But am I doing them because I really believe that Jesus calling me to be ethical and calling me to love people? Or am I just doing it to help my business, or I'm just helping trying to be a like nice guy and not cause conflict? Like really. Where is my heart? Is it based on just trying to, to be a nice guy and not have conflict? Or is it really like, hey, I want to love people for the sake of the gospel, and I want to point people towards what's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking through that stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's a good word. And I, I, yeah, um, I've been thinking the same thing. Um, and I'm reminded I, – I just pulled this up. I was just reminded of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is work to do, and God has laid a foundation for you to do those works, um, and he has given good works for you to do. So it's inevitable. If you're a believer, there are good works for you to do. Um, And um, we're called to have a very active faith, not not a passive faith, um, and i and so like you i am i you know i think uh, this is a good a good checkup to be reminded mm. of um you know h- how am i being active in my faith not only personally like just in my own sort of devotional life with in relationship to god uh, but to, in in how i love and care for others um so that that's that's kind of yeah, that's that's sort of what the Lord I think is kind of pulling out of me this morning. So, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Love it. man. Well, Cam, okay. thanks for uh, thanks for being on the podcast, dude.
2: Yeah, thank you guys so much. Honored to honored to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, fun to have you, man.
1: All right, guys, spread the uh, spread the podcast amongst the millennials, that's as they right. say.
2: That's right. <laughs> sure will. Sure will. I'll tweet about it.
0: Bye. Uh-huh.